Hi there. You are listening to a message recorded by High Point Life. To listen to more messages and to find out more about our church, head over to our website at highpointlife.com. The title of the message given is Were You There? 1976 I became a Christian coming from non-Christian family, Buddhist, Taoist, typical Chinese family. Always go to the temple and pray to all those idols. I was very spiritual even in those early days. I thank God He found me. And the first song, probably the first, in all my memory, when I became a Christian in 1976, probably that very first song, or at least the song that spoke so deeply into my life, was this song, Were You There? Were you there when they crucify my Lord? Oh, sometimes it causes me to tremble, tremble, tremble. Were you there when they crucify my Lord? Okay, I'm not going to sing the whole song. Okay, that's good enough. That probably inspired that title, Were You There? In fact, we are in the season of Lent. Season of Lent started on Wednesday and they called it Ash Wednesday where they actually put the ash, put on the forehead and put a cross, put a mark on you that you belong to Jesus, putting the cross right here, marking you, sealing you. Ash Wednesday in the season of Lent, the meditation brings them to Jesus in the wilderness before he is launched out to ministry after the Baptism by John the Baptist, and heavens opened, the dove came, the voice of the Father spoke, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased, listen to him. After that, he was led by the Holy Spirit, went to the wilderness for 40 days fasting. In the 40 days, there were three temptations recorded for us and how Jesus defeated the enemy. Hallelujah. Despite the temptation they brought to him, he defeated them. Victoriously, he left the wilderness and then immediately launched himself into the public ministry of teaching, preaching, and healing with the very first declaration, Repent, for the kingdom of God has come. That is how the traditional church will mark out the season of land. Season of land bring all these riches in the 40 days as they point us very gradually building up this momentum in the 40 days of the season of land to its Calvary. The Christ then was put on the cross.
back will become the Good Friday. So season of Lent ends on Thursday, the next day, Good Friday. I was just wondering, even when I was in Korea, what message can I bring to High Point Life Cling? And I was meditating even from January onward in the Gospel of Matthew, the life of Jesus. So here I'd like to bring to you that narrative found in the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Reading from chapter 26, verse 14. This is quite, it's quite a strange sermon. Very strange because we're going to look We're going to look and ask the question where Judas was. And having this, at least the point of maybe in this narrative, a bystander point of view, that you are there as a bystander looking at this whole narrative and you are looking at Judas in particular. Though, of course, our focus is on Jesus. But we want to look from the point of a disciple of Christ, even from the lens, the lens of Judas and as a bystander trying to see this whole scene play out. And I'm just wondering, were you there? If you were there as a, an observer looking at all this playing out, now this tragic, tragic, it's a tragic story of Judas. Here comes the point. Here comes the point. Don't be a Judas. Judas was called by Jesus to be one of the twelve. Judas walked with Jesus for three years or so. He ate with Jesus. He slept in the same place with Jesus. They walked together. They ministered. He saw Jesus preaching, teaching the best of the best of the best. He has never seen a person like Jesus. You have never heard a teacher taught like Jesus with such an authority. If you say, if only if we have the best pastor, it will be so awesome. Judas have the best pastor, yet he fell away. Don't be Judas. Our prayer in the season of Lent. Don't be Judas. No wonder Jesus Christ said, If you are ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. If you are ashamed of me, 
before men. I'll be ashamed of you before my father. Are you ashamed of Jesus? When you're at school, at work, with your community, with your neighbors, will you be ashamed to tell them, I am a Christian? When you're asked to do something which is not right, to say something you knew wrong, with all your clear conscience, it was wrong. But will you be sucked in by some hurt mentality by a group when they agree to do something, but you are in a team. Would you then say to them, I am a Christian? Judas, Judas, what happened? To Judas. Were you there? Were you there? Though the song sang, were you there at Calvary? Were you there in Golgotha? Were you there seeing Jesus on the cross? But I like to push that timeline before. Were you there when Jesus was betrayed? Jesus was so out. Were you there? Mm. Let's read. Found Saint Matthew's chapter twenty six, verse fourteen. Then one of the twelve. One of the twelve, St. Matthew wants to put this very clearly, that this one, it's not a stranger. It's not outside the community. It's not outside the church. It's not outside. It's not an enemy. This person is not an enemy. But this one of the twelve called Judas Iscariot went to the chief priest and said, What are you willing to give me? If I deliver him to you. And they counted out to him 30 pieces of silver. From that time, Judas sought opportunity to betray Jesus. How much are you willing to pay me? To betray Jesus. Uh, 30 pieces of silver? Sounds good? Okay. Give it to me. According to some Bible scholars, 30 pieces of silver is a price of one slave, a male slave. A price of one strong, muscular, young man Slave, 30 pieces. And Judas, who called Jesus master, 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 was willing to sell Jesus for a price of a slave. 
How much are you willing to sell Jesus? Were you there? Were you there when this was happening? Imagine you were there and you're looking at this. You probably will shake and slap your head and say, This is, this is incredible. This is incredulous. This is unbelievable. How can Judas betray Jesus? Were you there? Were you there? Psychologists will tell us Judas has a reason to do that. We humans, when we do something, there is always a reason. We don't do things with no reason. Would you like to go to church on Sunday? Mm, no? Mm, bad person. But that person will say, mm, no. If you were to listen to him and he's talking to his wife, that probably will be a reason he gives. Whatever the reason, he has a reason. That's the point I'm saying. Whatever you're doing, there is a reason. Judas has a reason. Question is, what is your reason? What is more, more noble? What is so noble about betraying Jesus? Unbelievable what human can do. Please wake up. We too are human like him. Just in case you've forgotten, we too are humans. We also have our feelings. We have our expectation. We have this thing going through in our head. This head, this little thing is talking to us and we are entertaining some of this this, this bizarre conversations, giving all kinds of reasoning for you to do something or not to do something. Would you pray? Hmm. Too tired. Pray five minutes, Lord. Hmm. Too long. One minute, Lord. Ah. ah, no mood. Why don't you pray? All these things sounds like excuses. But the real thing is he has a reason why he's not praying. He probably said, I prayed. Didn't work. Didn't work. Why pray? Wasting time. What about one minute? Wasting time. Don't pray. This person has a reason. You can say, I don't agree. But he has a reason. That's the point. Judas has a reason. His reason, from my study, is this. Judas was disillusioned. He was disillusioned. Or rather, he was disappointed with Jesus. Or, you can have another word. Judas was offended 
by Jesus. Listen, my brothers and sisters, let's put it squarely on the table. Haven't you read in the scriptures, in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, haven't you read in the scriptures and then there's some saying from Jesus, some teaching from Jesus, and you say, ah, I don't like this. Guess what? It's called offended. You got offended by Jesus. You don't tell people, but inside you is a small little simmering of disagreement, stronger disagreement, and stronger disagreement. Disagree with Jesus until to the point you get dissent, resent, dissent, resent. And then you start counting all the time you have spent with Jesus. Like Judas, I gave Jesus three years. I think 30 pieces is a good trade-off, a kickback. It's like, I gave you three years. Now, give me something, Lord. 30 pieces, okay. I settle for that. For the loss, like a compensation. Jesus, you have to compensate me. I gave you three years. Now you're taking me to nowhere. I want back my three years. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Give me back my three years. Thirty pieces. Okay lah. At least I now can have thirty pieces and go out and get a slave. And not too bad of a deal, right? He can have thirty pieces and go out and buy a slave. How many of us got slave? Or even a servant? But Judas can own a slave. For the work, a labor is given to Jesus. He has this conniving, conniving, thinking and thinking, thinking about this. But it all start, it all start with some kind of disappointment. Be careful when you're offended. Be careful when you are offended. By Jesus, the season of land tells me that I don't know everything, and that which I don't understand, may I just call it a mystery. Sometimes you don't understand now. Maybe down the road, you understand. Isn't it true in life that there were things that you understand today, but five years before you did not understand? Isn't it true? Isn't it true? In life, it is very normal. Five years ago, there are certain questions you have, and you don't have answers. Today, you have it. Huh? Isn't it true? Therefore, what you don't understand today, maybe five years from now, you will understand. So be patient with Jesus. It's a mystery. The certain things we will never understand in this lifetime, like Paul said. But when he comes, when I see Jesus, then I understand. Perfectly. Don't be impatient. Like children will ask you some great question, and you are just wondering why are you asking this question. These are for adults, and even if I tell you, you may not understand. What if the little boy says, "I want, I want, I want, I want, I want to understand now"? Why cannot? Why cannot? Why cannot? Why Papa can sleep at one o'clock? I cannot. 
Why Papa can play handphone all the time? I cannot. You don't understand. Why I cannot understand? Understand? Uh, tell me. Uh. And sometimes they just don't get it. That your phone is not playing games. Your phone is really making some very important communication. You are sending some email messages to make something. But the children don't understand. We are not perfect in our understanding. So we get restless, impatient, and we make judgment. Judas, when he followed Jesus, he had a certain understanding from a Jewish point of view. The Jewish point of view is that the Messiah is going to establish his kingdom in Jerusalem as king. And this Messiah is going to kick out the Romans as the occupier of their holy land. And have this great nation just so glorious like the time of David. That was his understanding that this Jesus he followed is a political messiah. That was Judas. Now you can understand when Jesus Christ said, uh, not many days today I'm going to die. They said, you are here to kick out the Romans and you're saying you're going to die? Not only that, you say that you are going to be given up to the Gentiles and in their mind, Gentiles are Romans and you say the Gentiles will crucify you? How can you be? You're supposed here to kick out the Romans and you say the Romans is going to put you to the cross. Can you see now his point of disappointment? That it's not connecting the dogs in his mind. He said, this is, what is this Jesus? Slowly, this thing is building up and building up and building up. Until the straw breaks the camel's back. I wonder about you, what is your understanding about Jesus? I wonder when you pray, what was your understanding about Jesus? Christian pray, the Bible tells me they don't always pray rightly. Just because you pray doesn't make you a prayerful person. You may be praying, and yet the Bible tells us again and again you may pray wrongly. Oops. You mean there's such thing called pray rightly? Yes. So you can pray hours and hours and hours, but you pray wrongly. And God say, I cannot answer your prayer if you pray wrongly. And then you say, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. You said, ask anything in your name, it will be given to me, ma. Didn't you say, ask anything, anything in your name? So every prayer I make, put Jesus' name on. Jesus, 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 Jesus. I want 10 gold, 10 bar goes Jesus. I want 10 houses, Jesus. How come I don't have? Huh? How come I don't have? I pray for hours, still don't get war. You are praying for your own flesh. And God will not allow His name to be mocked 
ought to be used in vain just because you pray in his name in fact you have to pray according to his will according to his will not my will but thy will be done remember the season of land and Jesus himself prayed not my will but your will be done and we can't even pray like this thy will be done the first important principle of prayer is thy will be done not my will thy will be done for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory thy is the kingdom the power and the glory forever and ever not my kingdom not my glory his glory if you are praying like this all heavens will be opened and come to make manifest the plan the purpose and the will of the father when one soul will go on the knees calling out to heaven for thy is the kingdom the power and the glory amen and all heavens will be shook up judas miss it he miss it so strongly so big he has the idea Jesus is going to become a political messiah to kick out the Romans. And Jesus said the Romans is going to put him to the cross. What's so majestic about this messiah? Judas felt cheated. He felt cheated of three years. Have you felt cheated? Have you felt cheated? Pastor Leroy, you do not know. I'm one of the pillars of the church. Before the church was, I am. Oh, where do I hear that? I built the church. I'm the father. I'm the leader. You have forgotten. Jesus Christ said, "On this rock, I will build my church." Not you, lah. You have hijacked Jesus. Father, have mercy on us. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on us. The next thing about Judas, why he did that, was a very simple thing that happened at the anointing of Jesus by a woman when she broke that jar of perfume and wipe on Jesus in fact the disciples were very upset that this single woman will break the jar of oil the perfume and rub on Jesus and they were saying oh yo why la this woman this jar of perfume can be sold and you can have a profit of 300 denarii this woman don't use brain 
But one of the gospel said it very clearly. It was Judas who asked the question, Lord, isn't it wasteful for this woman to do that on you? Don't you think it's so wasting? Not only that, Judas said, Ayo, if this woman sold that jar of perfume, she would get 300 denarii and give the money to the poor. Are you with me? Sounds so good. Judas is good. Sounds good. Yeah, Jesus Christ, no man is good. But Judas wants to feel good. You, what's so wasteful? Sell the perfume, get 300 denarii, give to the poor, Lord. Hmm. But the Bible said this. <laughs> In that same narrative, the Bible says Judas being the treasurer who is in charge of the money collection was stealing money. Hello? That means God knew all the way. Judas has been a thief. But the thief was a treasurer. Don't be a Judas. And subsequent to that story, where Judas and the disciples were asking, isn't it wasteful? Why not sell the perfume, give to the poor? Blah, 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 blah. And then Jesus Christ, huh? everywhere the gospel is preached, this woman shall be mentioned, isn't it? For she has prepared me for a burial. Now, that is what got Judas burning. Because he's put to shame. Not only that, that word again, dead, buried. I'm not going to serve a Messiah who is going to die and be buried, wasting my time. Since you want to die, uh, since you want to die, uh, let me help you, Lord Jesus. Let me expedite your death. That's why the story went on. He went to meet the chief priests to expedite the cross for Jesus. Don't be a Judas. Please, do not be a Judas. Look at me. In the Garden of Gethsemane, an interesting point is this, huh? after that, they have the Last Supper. Hello? They had the Last Supper, right? After that, Last Supper. You know who were there in attendance for the Last Supper? Judas. And Jesus Christ, after that, washed their feet, right? And who was in attendance? <laughs> Judas. The Bible says, Satan entered into his heart. Entered into his heart. A heart that is offended is open for the devil to come in. Be careful if you're feeling offended today. Please come when there is still hope. Don't come to the point when Satan entered in. Come now when your heart is so hurt and bruised because you did not understand and begin to say, Jesus, forgive me. 
I have this crazy idea to leave you, Jesus. Please forgive me, Jesus. I don't understand. But I know, Jesus, you are a great teacher. I don't understand because my mind has not yet understood to the point. Help me, Jesus. This mind to understand your precepts, your teaching. Look at me for a while. In the Garden of Gethsemane, by that time, Judas had left. But Judas knew, the Bible said, Judas knew where was Jesus was because he always take them to the Garden of Gethsemane for prayer. Judas was in the Garden of Gethsemane many times before. It's crazy, so crazy. Judas, you were in the Garden of Gethsemane with Jesus. You have seen him pray. You have seen him preach. You have seen him teach in the Garden of Gethsemane so many times. But yet you take that place of spiritual retreat and make it into a place for a betrayal. Please, where is your spiritual retreat where you normally will go and pray alone, seeking God? Be careful. If you have an offense in your heart, that could be the place you're going to sell Jesus off to the enemy. Do not be boastful. You have a place where you go for prayer. You can be the place you can betray Jesus. That place, Judas brought the soldiers and they caught Jesus and took him to the chief priests and the leaders. And they have a trial past midnight. Now you know by any law, you don't have a trial past midnight. You have the day, not the night. But they have the trial for Jesus. I will call that illegal. Jesus was unfairly judged and condemned. That is season of land, isn't it? When you are unfairly judged, rejoice. God is with you. Here is the closing. When Jesus appearing, when Jesus was there appearing for the chief priests and they were judging him, guess what? Judas, in my opinion, was in attendance. How do I know? Because the Bible said Judas betrayed Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane and took Jesus. He took Jesus to the chief priests, which means Judas was there. Are you with me? Were you there when they had a trial and they condemned Jesus? Were you there when Judas was there looking at Jesus and he the one who betrayed Jesus? Were you there? Oh, causes my heart to tremble when Judas was there and look at all this. All this judging, this condemnation. And the Bible said this. And Jesus said not one word. I do not know about you. But Judas was there. 
And Judas felt so sorry. He felt so sorry that he had now seen with his eyes they really would condemn Jesus to the cross. Subsequently, Judas came back to the chief priest and cast the 30 pieces of silver to the floor in the temple. In the temple, he cast it to the floor. He said, I have betrayed an innocent blood. And chief priest said, what has that got to do with us? He went away and hanged himself. The chief priest then picked up the 30 pieces and asked among themselves, what do we do with these 30 pieces? We cannot put it back to the temple treasury. This is disgusting. They took the 30 pieces of silver from the temple treasury, betrayed Jesus. Now, hey, the cause of the betrayal was the money in the temple. Where they took the money to give it to Judas. Were you there? Were you there when all these things were happening? Imagine yourself seeing Judas going up to the rope to hang himself. He will be crying bucket of tears. I really do not know. I really sincerely do not know. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Where is Judas today? I sincerely would wish that God would forgive him. But Jesus Christ said this, Woe to the one who betrayed me. It's better that he is not even born. So God, have mercy on me, Lord. Don't laugh at Judas. We have been there before. Like Judas. While it's still time, why don't we make ourselves this morning and give to Jesus don't make me a Judas I'll be a witness for Jesus <laughs> don't make me a Judas but I'll be a witness for Jesus oh God just raise up your hand Father have mercy on us have mercy on us oh cleanse our heart with the blood of your only begotten Son, Jesus. Our sin red like crimson. Make it white like snow. Father. 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 Raise us up and build us as a lighthouse. For the lost, they need Jesus. And let us be so ever proud that we are being marked for Jesus. Father, we praise you. Forgive thanks to you.